when, when I don't know, maybe you've, hands up if you've actually, if you've seen that. A fair few. Okay, well, um, one of the characters, um, Linus, um, gets up and, and actually um, speaks from God's word. He, he, he quotes uh, Luke chapter 2. And uh, there, there are so few, uh, so few references now in our day to, um, it's, it's actually not politically correct as many of us were to say Christmas anymore. We're not really too worried about political correctness around here, but, but, um, but it's not politically correct to say, to say Merry Christmas. So people have begun to say Happy Holidays. And I just heard a thing on the radio not too long ago that, that said that, that even um, that's, there's a group, some political correctness organization says that's not politically correct now because um, they're, not, they're not holidays or holy days and they're not happy. And so I guess these people really aren't too happy. They don't have a lot to be happy about. But, but this, 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 little, um, this little passage of scripture has so much in it of the promise of Christ. I'm going to ask Dylan to come if he would read this to us. It's, it's, if you've got a Bible there in, in front of you, uh, from Luke chapter 2, and he'll be reading uh, verses, uh, verses 1 to 21. And uh, it's actually um, Dylan's, it will be your third birthday tonight, is that correct? So, and it's not because he was born in a leap year, um, but Dylan actually uh, committed his life to Christ at a Christmas Eve service um, right here three years ago. And, uh, and so we just, this is um, far more important. This is an eternal birthday. And so Dylan is going to share with us Luke chapter 2. Okay, again, we'll be reading Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 21, and I'll be reading here out of the New King James Version. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to, the, to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was born out of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his beloved wife, who was with his child, who, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the, in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was, so it was when the angels had gone away from, from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem 
and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe laying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who had heard it marveled at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these, these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given to him by the angel before the, he was conceived in the womb. May God bless the reading of his word few moments what Christmas is, is really, really all about. I want to ask you, what do you think of when you think of Christmas? Maybe you think of time with family or a tree in your living room or, or Christmas carols or colored lights or, or giving gifts. And my favorite is, is uh, gingerbread men and shortbread cookies. For most of us, this is a special time of year. And in the holiday season, the minds of many of us are, are flooded with memories of, of childhood when we can remember glittering Christmas trees and, and presents under the tree and, and stockings hung by the, by the chimney with care. And maybe part of the reason that we love Christmas so much is that it brings out the child in all of us. And I think you'd agree that, that Christmas is perhaps most special in the mind of a child. Children are filled with excitement and wonder. But let's face it, the, the presents are probably, in the minds of most children, the biggest deal when it comes to Christmas. And at this time of year, many children are very busy doing good deeds. They're hoping that they'll somehow be able to tip the balance from, from the, the naughty list to the nice list. As their parents remind them that, that Santa is watching you. But this Christmas, do you think that you are on the naughty list or on the nice list? We'd all like to put ourselves on the nice list. We think we're pretty good. We like to, to have a, a mental list of all the different things that we've done that, that are good, the good deeds that we do. We like to compare ourselves and think, well, you know, I might not be perfect, but I'm better than my neighbor across the street. No offense, John and Hetty. Um, or maybe I think that I'm, I'm better in, than my, my co-worker in, in the, the cubicle next to me, or, or that I'm better than my brother or sister. But there is a sinful human tendency that tends to think the best of our behavior and our motivation, and then to assume the worst about that of others. We're often happy to cut ourselves slack, but not so much when it comes to the behavior of others. And we, we often think that somehow that our, our good deeds will outweigh our bad deeds and that somehow this will, will earn us points in heaven. And we know that we all blow it from time to time, but, but we somehow think that, that if we do enough good, we'll just cancel out the wrong things that we've done. Or that through our behavior that we can somehow move ourselves from the naughty list to the nice list. But the Bible teaches that our good deeds can never get us off the naughty list. We were born on the naughty list, and we've proved it every day of our lives. 
Every day we have not loved the Lord our God with all of our heart and all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. And every day we haven't loved our neighbors as we should. We don't love them as ourselves. That is the standard. That is the standard of righteousness. Perfect love for God and perfect love for other people. The standard isn't set by your co-worker. The standard isn't set by your neighbor. It's not set by your brothers and sisters. The standard is God himself and his perfect righteousness. And every day we fail to live up to God's perfect standard. Every day we have missed the target of perfect obedience to God. The Bible calls this sin. And this has gotten us in trouble with somebody infinitely more important than Santa Claus. This has gotten us in trouble with God. This has broken our relationship with him. It has placed us under his curse. Because God is holy and he cannot overlook our sins. Otherwise, he would cease to be just. God must deal with sin. And he did deal with sin. And that's what Christmas is all about. God is holy and righteous and just, but God is also merciful and loving and forgiving. John 3.16 is one of the best-known verses of the Bible. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That was no ordinary baby born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. That was Jesus Christ God the Son, deity in human flesh, sent by the Father into this world in order to restore our relationship with Him. Jesus Christ lived a sinless life, always loving His Father perfectly, always loving others perfectly. His every moment was perfect obedience out of love for His heavenly Father, even to the point of death on the cross. And it was on that point, on that cross, that Jesus was punished for his people, that he bore their sin. But three days later, he rose from the grave, revealing that the Father was satisfied with his obedience, that our debt was paid in full. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18 to 21, says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal for us through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let me read verse 21 again. For our sake God made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Jesus we might become the righteousness of God. That is the gospel. That is the gospel. Jesus bore our sins on the cross. He took away our guilt so that we can be reconciled to God. This is the only way that we could come into the presence of a holy God. This is the only way that that we could be taken from the naughty list and put on the nice list. 
The Bible says that, that those who are in Christ have been justified. They've been pronounced not guilty. This is a term from, from, the, from the law courts. It literally means to be pronounced not guilty, even though we are guilty. And if you're honest with yourself and you consider your life, you realize that you are guilty as a sinner when you compare yourself with God's holy standard. But because Christ took the punishment for his people on the cross, we can be pronounced not guilty. And because the righteousness of Christ is transferred to those who put their trust in Christ, they can not just be pronounced not guilty, but they can be pronounced righteous. As we receive a righteousness from Christ that is not our own. Jesus bore our sin on the cross. He took away our guilt so that we can be reconciled to God. So as you enjoy Christmas with your loved ones, as you sit and open your presents around the tree, as you enjoy a turkey dinner, consider the reason for Christmas. Consider that God the Father gave the most precious gift that has ever been given, the life of his only son, so that you can receive life in him. And so where are you? As you sit right there, are you reconciled to God? Have you been placed on his nice list? Have you, been, have you been placed in the, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Is your faith in Christ? Have you turned away from your sin and put your trust in him and him alone? This is the question that, that the whole Bible sets out to answer. To show you who God is and how you can have a relationship with him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we consider